Hey everybody, c here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like reopening the country. It's something you do regardless of whether or not it makes sense. Today on the show, we are talking about moving forward, and us, and uh, really us as individuals and us as a people. How do we move forward? How do we go, how do we stop judging ourselves and start to make better choices? Let's click the button and do the thing. Drums, please! <laughs> I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets, all that and much more. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca wherever you get your podcasts. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Dopamine. I hope you're doing okay. Uh, this is the show where we talk about mental health empowerment. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about us and how we move forward. One of the biggest challenges that we're facing right now is both COVID-19 and a lot of the big issues around, you could say political things, but also big picture issues. And uh, a lot of us as a society trying to push positive things forward, but also trying to move forward and trying to recalibrate, uh, try to find a way to maintain some focus in order to go forward. And on their YouTube channel, I'm going to be posting very soon uh, an episode that I did about Spiral Dynamics, which is an introduction to Spiral Dynamics. Uh, If you want to go listen to that episode, which is also available on uh, dopamine.life, you can just search for it in the search bar and find that podcast episode that will be an introduction to this concept. And I'll reiterate some things as I go along, because I think this is is a big picture thing that um, involves this concept of how we socially evolve and how some of that social evolution can help us move forward as individuals and move forward as a group, as a collective. And uh, one of the books that I'm reading right now is, um, is Ken Wilber's book, 
from one of his 20 books <laughs> he's written a lot of a lot of stuff so just saying his one book is like doesn't make sense but it's a theory of everything and it, it includes some spiral dynamic stuff it includes his integral theory all this other stuff which is not in, it's not important as much as the main point that we're going to land on which is about how to move forward and moving forward is really like one of the basis and most difficult things that when it comes to mental health when it comes to figuring out where to go next how to calibrate to your life how to find the next you know the relationship you want the career you want moving forward and moving on is is so hard for a lot of people and a lot of the reasons we can't progress is because we're stuck and that's why you come to podcasts like this, where you go to, um, like my friends at Personality Hacker, you try to learn Enneagram, you try to learn spiritual concepts, you try to join a religion, you try to get involved in certain situations, because, you know, we're trying to move forward, I think, essentially, at the end of the day. Um, and it doesn't mean that we should always be, it's not about always evolving, quote unquote, or personally developing, so much as it is about finding ways to make sure that we're not getting in our own way. And that's really what moving forward, I think, is as a whole. And a lot of the times that, you know, we as as individuals or as people, one of the big reasons we can't move forward is because we get in our own way. And I'm going to start from kind of like the individual perspective, because, you know, mental health is what this show has started being about and uh, what it is. And in relation to my life, I can name a million places in which I've been stuck and I've had to dislodge myself from that stuckness, whether that's being a teenager in high school who is being bullied and you don't know how to like progress forward or, you know, being stuck in a, in a relationship that's not good for you and not knowing how to get out of it. Um, there's a lot of analysis, often analysis paralysis for a lot of people or, depending on your modality, you could be kind of physically thrashing a lot. There's a lot of physical pain or it shows up in your body as like an illness or uh, sickness in some way and you're not taking care of yourself or something like that. And looking for symptoms and looking for diagnoses for what we're experiencing is, is, is a major piece of the puzzle, but it's not the only thing. And I think the challenge with really any mental health challenges is that much of what you can find on the internet, including plenty of this podcast, is diagnostic and not necessarily prescriptive. It's not giving you something you can do, uh, even though it might just be giving you something to think about or might be giving you an awareness of what you're experiencing. I think it does start there. It starts with an awareness of what you're experiencing. But moving forward is not just acknowledging and finding people who commiserate with what your experience is, but finding a way to eventually move forward from it, not to ignore that it's there, not to create a dissonance, even though there's sometimes a little bit of a dissonance that needs to kind of happen in order to dislodge from your stuckness in order to move forward. You have to dissociate from this feeling that you are a depressed person versus someone who has depression there's a dissociation there. So it's not a dissociation from self like a mental illness would be so much as it's a dissociation from the things that we bundle together. And 
maybe there'll be another episode where I'll talk about that in more detail. But I know a lot of us, we emotionally bundle things together or we bundle things that uh, that are happening in our lives that it's not helpful to bundle and therefore assume in that bundling that there is a, a forward, that there's, there's something in there that isn't. So, for example, um, I shouldn't say for example because I'm not going to give a good example. <laughs> but... Um, what what I'm trying to convey is this idea of like, I have depression, therefore I'm sad, therefore I'm this, therefore I'm that. Let's start with the one thing. Let's look at what that is, be able to identify it, and then identify how that keeps us stuck. And then be able to look at that, uh, that stuckness and be able to see how we can dislodge that stuckness and be able to dissociate it from who we are as an individual person. So a lot of what I've done on this show and what I've done in my life is I've done work around personality development to understand myself as an INTP so that I can get to a place where I understand that me being an INTP is very different from me having cyclothymia versus having dysthymia versus having ADHD versus, you know, me liking Jackie Chan movies or, you know, other things that that are different aspects of who I am as a person. Uh, that being a depressed person is not the entirety of my being, nor is it any part of my being. I am not a depressed person. I am someone that experiences a chemical change. And being able to watch that separation of yourself, noticing yourself, is one of the big first changes that I think a lot of us can make when we're dealing with with mental challenges. I want to again clarify, this is not about dissociating from yourself. This is not about ignoring it. This is not a sweeping it under the rug. It's like in the big picture stuff that's going on with Black Lives Matter. Everything that's happening right now is not something that can be swept under the rug. It's too big. And America as a whole needs to not dissociate from the challenge, which it has dissociated for a long time, and it needs to face it head on. Just as we with mental health issues need to face things head on and take responsibility for our situation and take responsibility for what we're dealing with. And that's one of the ways that we can start to begin the path of moving forward is that dissociation allows for a distancing of self-judgment because it's one thing to evolve as a person, to go through spiral dynamics and you know, be a teenager in the red warlord phase, or then go through the social constructs of four blue, get into a religion or something, or or uh, settle down in some way, and then eventually get into five, maybe you start your own business, or you become more scientifically uh, logical focused and ego focused in the in that logical way. And you eventually get to this place where you start to feel a sense of sensitivity in your personal sense of self. And Suddenly you're aware of the world around you. You're suddenly aware of all of the alarming things that are happening of racism and the systemic problems and uh, everything that's led up in, in every single stage that, you know, frankly, a lot of us have benefited from and all, all of us who have gotten to that point at least have benefited from. And instead of continuing to move forward in a way that you can actually learn to become helpful to those processes, you turn around almost too soon and you look at the rest of the chaos and you're like, oh no, everything's on fire. What can I do? But you're not yet equipped to do that. <laughs> so that's sort of the big picture. Ooh, my, my voice got like a little bubbly and just like morphed <laughs> for a second. That's, 
sort of the big picture aspect, if we relate this idea of like dissociating and then being able to notice ourselves is that noticing is only one part of the picture. We can only point out problems as one element of, of the ultimate, you know, ideal, which is to have solutions and be able to move forward. And so as an individual, you know, that means acknowledging some of the challenges you have, but not judging yourself for those challenges and then being able to look at ways and experiment and find out like, okay, how do I feel in this situation? If I'm feeling depressed and I do this, does this change? And really listening to yourself in the sense that uh, what Ramdas said once that basically, not once, but like Ramdas, Alan Watts, a lot of these people that have been in like grave six or seven, spiral dynamics six or seven, have been um, people that have talked about the idea of the watcher, the watcher in your mind that watches your own consciousness that watches you act that watches you react to things so when you're experiencing depression or mental illness of some kind or or really experiencing anything you're you're responding to something you're getting angry at um someone what someone says or behavior or something like that it's it's a measure of watching yourself become that in that moment and not judging yourself because we tend to compound on emotions and do that emotional bundling thing that I'm talking about. Um, But there's also a concept called meta emotions where we're having emotions about our emotions. Like I'm angry and I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that I'm angry and I'm feeling sad that I'm disappointed that I'm angry. (laughs) We're kind of bundling those emotions over and over again. The, the, the idea is to allow for each layer that precedes each layer to just watch the other layers. There's like kind of the base layer of who you are, a human being reacting on a conscious level to what you're experiencing. You're angry. And there's another part of you that that looks at yourself and is like, oh, look at me, look at me go. <clears throat> and it's not about having... Um, <clears throat> oh, my voice is going. It's been a little while. Um, it's not about having a judgment about that initial feeling. It's again about just looking at what's happening and being able to say, Oh, okay. That's interesting. Look at me do that. That's fascinating. Watch me go. And my friend Antonia refers to it as look at Antonia Antonia ing. And, uh, you can do that with yourself. You know, it's me like, look at C note, C noting, look at me calling myself C note. Um, what does that mean? What's that all about? (laughs) And just kind of asking weird questions, right? Uh, you know, you're asking questions of yourself and you're approaching curiosity of your emotions. Sometimes that's with joy, but really it's it's non-judgment. You can call it non-attachment, but I call it non-judgment. And I feel like if we think of the world at large and the issues that are happening, there is a degree of learning as a culture, as a society, of looking back at our challenges or looking what the, ch- the challenges we're having now and learning to have a degree of of non-judgment at the symptoms that we're experiencing. You don't make fun of a kid for being sick. If they're coughing, you don't tell them like no one gets sick. You're supposed to not get sick. You're a weakling. Stop doing that. You're a terrible person for being sick. And if we're experiencing challenges as a society, as a culture, as individuals um, with, with having revelations of, of racism, of, of systemic systemic challenges being presented to us and therefore we're reacting to those things or having other people reacting to those things. It is a 
challenge of learning to have the patience to, first of all, acknowledge your reaction to it, which is twofold, right? You acknowledge your reaction to it, not judge your own reaction to it, but also not necessarily uh, put fuel to the fire for it either. Because again, acknowledging and pointing something out is not the same as solving a problem. You're just noticing it. And that's it. You're noticing, you're learning, you're perceiving it, you're aware of it. And being aware of it is separate from the judgment of it. Like you can make judgment with your friends, but I think one of the biggest challenges that we have as a society right now is that we see someone say something wrong on Twitter or we say something wrong for ourselves. And it's like we look to our friend and we say like, look at this guy. You know, instead of asking the person the question, like, why did you say that? What's going on? What's happening there? Um, why do you think this? What's what's going on? What what's in, Why is this important to you? But instead, we're like, do you believe what this guy just said? He just, ah, ah, oh, what a, ah, oh, ah, what a, what a, what a, what a guy, what a person, ah, oh no, ah, and you know, all a series of of uh, breathing techniques occur, and um. The general notion there is that if we are able to take a pause to recognize how we're feeling and responding in that moment, A, we can probably distance ourselves from needing an emotional verification from someone because we'll turn our attention forward towards the person that we're looking at or the situation that we're facing or the uh, you know societal challenges that we're facing and we can keep our eyes forward and face the challenge head on like a brave person instead of turning around looking at our friends and looking at the chaos and and uh, snickering together about the problem and not working together to come up with some sort of a solution Uh, it's the same thing that we do to ourselves in our mind that when something happens instead of facing it head on and looking forward and saying like okay I'm dealing with depression right now this is a time that I need to be delicate with myself what can I do Can I call my boss and tell him that I need some time to myself? Can I take some time off if that's possible? Can I talk to my parents? Uh, To what degree can I explain this to my parents or my friends? Um, How can I be uh, gentle with myself in this moment too? How can I have this opportunity to learn something from myself in this moment also instead of being so lost in the attachment of my feelings to my body, to my emotions, to my situation, how can I take a moment to be aware and and be the person that is aware of my depression, taking a moment to turn that awareness into compassion and self-love and self-care. And if we can do that for ourselves, I don't see why we can't do that for other people when it comes to some of the bigger picture issues. So a lot of people are coming across other human beings that are learning how to reconcile with some of these big issues when it comes to race and class and gender and stuff like that. And one of the biggest challenges we have is about judgment. And it doesn't mean you should just be someone that completely, you know, it's not about quote unquote forgiveness. It's not about not having people thrash or be punished, quote unquote, or deal with their demons or whatever you want to call it. It's about, first of all, it's for yourself. It's for yourself to be able to not get caught up in the heightened emotions of everything that's going on for your own physical and mental health. 
but then being able to work towards and move forward in a way that helps you to become one of the people that can actually solve these problems. That you can become someone that takes a moment to ask someone a question, to clarify and not bundle in emotions or not bundle assumptions based on what someone says or doesn't say correctly. Because frankly, there's a lot tied to whether or not someone says something correctly, which is not valid or fair for a lot of people. You need to double check someone's intentions, ask them questions, and be sure of where they're coming from, what their experiences are, learn a little bit about their story. And if things don't line up to where like they have no real excuse to be behaving the way that they do or saying what they do, and they are exhibiting a closed or arrested mind, then, then you can make your decision based on that and know for sure and be able to either point them in a direction or to point yourself in a different direction. But the idea is to move forward. Anytime we look back and snicker to our friends and say like, oh, look at this guy, what a terrible person. That's gossip. That's entertainment. That doesn't help anyone. You're not actually moving towards a helpful cause. You are trying to prop up your ego to make yourself sound like a better healthier, more morally superior person. And I think that is one of the big challenges amongst all the other stuff that I've been talking about is that as we grow as a person through spiral dynamics and we go through, you know, family, we go through high school, we go through college, we go through getting a job, family, uh, career, etc. Um, the idea over time is to let go of our connection to our ego and when we're in high school and adolescent, our ego is at its all-time high. Our ego is wanting everything. We want to take as much as we can. We think we can take on the world way more than we actually can. And it doesn't change when we submit ourselves to society. It only spreads out to the country as a whole. It's like, my country is right and your country is wrong. Or my way of being is right and your way of being is wrong. Um it's not about the self being ego narcissistically inflated anymore. It's about yourself assimilated to society. And then it kind of changes to like your, uh, your state of consciousness becomes more ego focused on logic and achievement, but there's a consciousness that starts to become aware of other people and the world at large and the systems that are a little bit broken. It's kind of like a little bit of a bird's eye view of what's going on. And then you get to this place where you start to see more of the big picture. You become aware of your own personal story and you become aware of how your story relates to other people's stories. And once you become aware of all those things, you start to see all of what's wrong and seeing all of what's wrong can be harrowing. It can be, you know, like turning around and your house is on fire and learning all of this, you know, is really a test of character at this point. You're testing your ability to see how much you've integrated at each level going forward. You're trying to see how well you have taken the lessons from each stage of your own personal story and applying it to how you understand people and their personal story. And then how you can basically either it's an opportunity to, to triple the amount of ego, uh, uh, conflation and narcissism that we've developed over the, the years and we could exemplify or we could rather um, multiply I should say we can multiply 
that ego assessment by five times, or we can see this as an opportunity to see everything for what it is, become non-judgmental around it, and be able to take all of that energy and move forward to eventually figure out how we can make these systemic changes. And I don't mean systemic in terms of like American systems, but I mean the systems of what needs to happen for people to become better as individuals uh, for ourselves, because we as a human race are a collection of individual people who are wanting to move forward from each stage. You know, a homeless person wants to find a home. Uh, A person who has a tribe wants to become more of a leader of their tribe. Somebody who is in high school wants to be the most popular kid in high school. The person at their job wants to be in management and they want to move forward. The person who has their own business wants to make as much revenue as possible. And the person who is experiencing ayahuasca all the time wants more ayahuasca. (laughs) That's a crack on Graves Graves 6 Green. Um, That's a joke, by the way, for those of you who understand Spiral Dynamics. So there's like four people that are going to be like, yeah, that's great. Um, It doesn't matter. The point being is that as a society as a whole and as individuals who are experiencing either mental health challenges or just experiencing what I call little D depression, which is uh, everyday kind of depression, meaning, uh, you know, kind of um, a lot of self-judgment, a lot of self-doubt, a lot of uh, dealing with, um, you know, kind of pointing the gun back at yourself, not in a physical sense, not in a literal sense, um, but, but turning your criticisms inward and being very harsh with yourself you know, a lot of what we're dealing with as a whole, you know, comes back to that. And I think as a society, we can learn a little bit more about each other this way, learn about ourselves and learn about how we can stop judging ourselves uh, by just taking an extra moment to breathe, to pause, to think about how can we move forward from this? How can I be gentle with myself, be gentle with other people and properly ask questions about people's situations i think that's really what it's out at the end of the day so okay there's a there's like so much more i could talk about this i could talk for hours but i'm not going to i just want to plant this seed i want you to think about it i want you to think about this in relation to you know what's going on in the world at large i want you to think about yourself and how you judge yourself and how you judge people and how your judgment of people affects your judgment of yourself and how your judgment of yourself affects your judgment of other people And really, that's what it is about the end of the day. Being able to move forward is about, first of all, planting yourself and being able to acclimate and uh, realign yourself to be able to face forward. And facing forward usually involves a lack of self-judgment or non-judgment or a little bit of a dissociation from the thing you're trying to figure out. You know, don't bundle so much. Take a moment, breathe, think about it, feel it out. So with all of that said... I've been your host, C-Note. I appreciate you listening to the show. If this is your second or third time listening to the show, I would love if you would hit the button to subscribe, leave a rating and review, share this with a friend, uh, have difficult conversations, be gentle with each other, do what you got to do. That's totally fine. You can send people this podcast episode. If you need them to be mad at me, that's fine. I can take it. I can handle it. Uh, if you guys want to sign up for a profiling session for Myers-Briggs, I do those. It's an hour long session. I love you. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya.
This has been a C-Note Media production. Hi, my name is Michael. I just had a profiling session with C-Note and I really loved it. Uh, I actually have been struggling for a long time, hesitating between INTP and INFP. So getting an expert point of view from outside was critical for me. Uh, I really felt in good hands. Uh, I was able to get rid of any doubts I had. I was able to ask any questions and that was really a game changer for me. Uh, overall, I'm really happy with how the session was set up and very happy with the results as well. So I highly recommend working with him um, and I want you to, to thank him again. It was totally worth it. Sign up for your own one-on-one -on -one personality profiling session at dopamine.life slash profiling session today. Hey, thanks for still being here. I actually had a little thought that I wanted to add at the end of this and that um, some of the judgments and challenges that we face often are related to time and how we feel like the work that we need to do in our lives needs to be done now, right this second. We need to feel better right now. We need to be focused right now. We need to fix the system right now. We need to do everything right now. And one of the biggest things that I feel like we need to face is, uh, I, I mean, I have a multitude of biggest things <laughs> we need to face. I keep saying that. But a big thing we do need to face is that as people who are growing, evolving, changing, coming into a sense of peace with ourselves, we're going to get involved in bigger, bigger things in our lives. And the bigger things that we get involved in are going to be things that we can't resolve in our lifetime. And that can be a massive challenge for our ego. It's going to hurt. It's going to feel uncomfortable. But I think one of the most powerful and brave things that we can do as people is to recognize that there are going to be challenges and changes that need to be made or that need to happen that we can participate in despite knowing that we're not going to change them ourselves in our lifetime. To be able to do that work despite knowing that you might not see it come to fruition is one of the most bravest, lovely, fantastic things that we can do as a human being. And uh, if I can encourage you to do that, to stand for something you care about because of your sense of self, because you care about yourself, because it's something you personally believe in and reconciles, recon, uh, yeah, it, it, it commiserates with your story and it's something important to you and you're going to work on it and you're going to learn and grow and change and write things and make podcasts and, uh, you know, go to movements and, and actually make something happen by talking to local legislatures or working on helping someone support their mental health challenges or 
making art that someone can resonate with or, you know, being a part of, of facilitating ideas that are going to last centuries. That's just, that's what I'm doing. And I'm hoping I can encourage you to do the same thing.